and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centered, word-based and spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. Amen. Hey, on the front of our building this year, we have a really powerful quote and it's by an author called C.S. Lewis. You may be familiar with The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe and the rest of the Narnia tales. And it says in the quote, once in our world, a stable had something in it that was bigger than our whole world. And it's getting at this truth that we can look at something as humble as a stable. We can look at something as ruddy and dirty and gross as a barn. And once upon a time, a world was put there that changed the known world for all of history. C.S. Lewis gets at, uh, gets at it. Jesus... Um, came into a world that didn't recognise Him and transformed it from the inside out. He brought something from another world into this world that it may be transformed to look more like His world. I want to read His birth story this morning. And I want to put to you that Jesus Himself was born into competing worlds. He's not unfamiliar with what we go through. He is not, it's not an unfamiliar concept around the birth of Christ that there is many and varied competing worlds competing for our attention. Let's read his birth story in Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 20. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was uh, governor of Syria and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem in the town of David because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary who was pledged to be married to him. They're engaged and they're expecting a child. It wasn't actually his biological child, as we know. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. How convenient. (laughs) How incredibly convenient. Did they book the maternity ward? Did he book the accommodation? Was the midwife there? Just so happens she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the field nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news uh, that will cause great joy for the people. Today in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying, which we did this morning, glory to God in the highest heavens and on earth peace to those on whom His favour rests, the two worlds. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that's happened, which the Lord has told us about. I love it, the curious. I just wanna see it for myself. I experienced heaven. I have tasted something different, 
something has happened and it's changed everything. I need to see it with my eyes too. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby. I'm sure she was pretty stoked. She's just given birth. She's got a baby in a manger and smelly shepherds come in. And the baby who was lying in the manger, when they'd seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. It's an incredible, incredible birth story, but it features colliding worlds. And the first one I want to talk about, it begins with the world of power and politics. It begins with the world of power and politics. You know, Jesus actually was born and lived in a particular historical context. And that sounds really pretty and quaint and kind of cute when you look at the nativity. But what it actually meant was his family and he were under the Roman military machine. They were under tyranny. They were under something that caused incredible fear and doom over a nation. Do you know they actually went and they did that census, not because they wanted to, not because it was kind of what we do in our culture. They had to do it because they were forced. She was forced on a donkey at nine months pregnant. Can I just say the trip to St George Private Hospital from my house in Bangor sent shivers up my spine when I was in labour. I can only imagine a woman who lived under tyranny, under the gloom of a foreign power, a military power, having to ride a donkey with a man that was not yet her husband, who knows how much trust had been developed yet, told she would birth the Son of God, having to go. The injustice of it all, the fear, the doom in the atmosphere. And right in the middle of that historical era, right in the middle of the power and the politics and the fear and the hopes, God inserts Jesus. Jesus is born into one of the darkest eras in history and right in the middle, God goes into it to transform all of history. Maybe for you, you have carried real worry and concern this year. You know, it's so intriguing uh, to know there's a little Bible app called the U version. It's actually a really, really good one if you are keen to begin reading the promises of the Bible and the words that are put there uh, to bless you and encourage you and change your life. The most looked up verse this year was Isaiah 41.10, so do not fear. And so we can actually take from that, there is a lot of fear going on. If people are highlighting that, if that is the theme uh, that people are looking to this year, there's a lot of fear. Maybe for you, it's the interest rate rise. We're just making it right now. We're just making it. If there's a change, we may not make it. Maybe it's the post-pandemic wobbles, you know, another wave of COVID going around. Maybe for you, it's the wars and rumours of war. This is not the world I grew up in. It's not the the world where I felt safe. Maybe you're feeling a lack of safety now. And I've just sensed too in our community, maybe a deep sense of dread. Can it get much worse than this? You know, in the middle of history, the Christmas story 
is not uh, a story that says history is cyclical. It comes and goes. It's not a story that says that it's a class struggle. It's the poor at, that would struggle and push against the rich. It's, it's not a Marxist class struggle. It's not even random. How could this happen? Oh, I guess it's just random. No, it is actually a story that begins and ends with God and His great love reaching into human history and actually ultimately bringing about a victory for the human heart. Can I just say to you this morning, if you've come with a deep sense of dread about the future or what's going on in our community, God has not given up on you or planet Earth. In fact, it's not random. God has not forgotten you. God is deeply at work bringing all things under Jesus' feet. He's sovereign. He's in charge. And He ultimately is working all things for your good this morning. But you see, it wasn't just the political world of power that Jesus was born into. It was actually um, the world of culture and community as well. He was actually born in a particular community and context. He wasn't born in a vacuum like high deity with a crown on your head. He was actually born in a community just like you and I. You know, it says Joseph took his family to Bethlehem. And can I just say, can I put to you, Bethlehem was a bit of an armpit on the map. Bethlehem was a bit of a hole. Yes, it had former glory. It had some good things come out of it in history. But by the time Jesus had arrived, it had descended into some sort of insignificance, ordinary, forgotten place. And yet that is where God chose to have Jesus born because that's where his, His earthly father came from. But then also in the story, we see the class structure, the pecking order, the shepherds, dirty, spat upon, side-eye if they caught the train near you. Um, It it was gross. They were were judged in the community. They were insignificant. They were obscure. They were out in the field, removed from the community. That was the thing. And maybe perhaps for you, Christmas puts a microscope, Christmas puts extra pressure and what, on what you're feeling culturally. Maybe you come here today and you're like, I just feel so insignificant and unseen. Maybe for you, there is a pressure that comes with Christmas because of the cultural icons that get put up, the catalogues, the pictures of happy families. And you're like, my life does not look anything like that right now. And there is a culture, a cultural pressure and an emptiness to this season for you. Can I say to you this morning, if you felt the pain of not measuring up, God actually reached in and worked in the most insignificant town and actually announced His birth through the most insignificant people, declaring that His love shatters the cultural norms. Can I just say too, God works in culture. God doesn't remove Himself from culture. God inserted Himself in the culture of the time, that insignificant town, that Jewish family, that insignificant group of shepherds. God will meet you right where you're at. God speaks your language. God is in your culture, but He's not willing to just stay there. He wants to break in and shatter the limitations of the culture. He wants to break in and whatever you've become accustomed to that is preventing you from knowing the love of God this Christmas, that the cultural blinkers that we have on, God is in the business of smashing them to make Himself very, very real to you this Christmas. But you know, 
ultimately in this story, everything else fades as a backdrop. The political power, the the cultural norms, they just actually become the backdrop to a much greater reality. And that is the world of heaven. It's almost like on that night, a portal opened up, to use the language of my young sons. Um, (laughs) It's like a portal opened up. It really is that God literally opened people's eyes, ripped back the veil and said, you're experiencing this reality on earth. Let me show you a much greater reality that is even more real than the life that you're living right now. You may be aware of the gloom and the doom. You may be aware of the concrete and the material. You may be under cultural pressure and be dealing with Christmas lunches and wrapping presents and all the things that come with Christmas. But there is a much greater reality that is even more real than that stuff that on that night, God tore back the veil to show us. I wanna show you who you are, who you really are. You know, there was angels appearing. It was a young mum who was carrying God in her natural womb. That is a head spin. (laughs) It was visitations. It was constellations of stars that changed to reflect something was irreversibly changing in the universe and it was for good and it was for your good. You know, the world that is much greater, we're trained in the 21st century Western world to look at the concrete and the rational, to look at the scientific and the things that add up, the things that our five senses can pick up. And yet God uh, knows that He's put in you a desire to know the real world, to know Him. And your mind will fight you on this, but your mind knows and your heart knows that there is something realer. In fact, you've been reaching for it. You've been sensing it. You've been uh, questioning, this cannot be all there is to it. And that is because you are designed for another world. You know, it's so interesting though, that that other world only actually matters if we allow it to touch our inner world the world of our heart, our true person, not the world, not the mask I put on for the public or the way I interact with the world out there. No, my inner world, my deepest and truest thoughts and emotions, the way I feel about life, it must touch our inner world. There is this beautiful little scripture in the birth story of Jesus that I read to you. And it's one of my favourite scriptures in all the Bible. It says in Luke 2 verse 19, Mary, she having heard all the things that the, the shepherds were saying and everyone's prophesying of Jesus and she's watching this spiritual reality unfold before her eyes. And I can only imagine with all the birth hormones and everything, it was just heightened on a whole new level as well of like, and she was only very young, but it says, she didn't flip out, she didn't deny it. It says, Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart because there was a world going on inside of her too. Sure, she was experiencing the political reality. She experienced it in her own body, the fact that she was forced at nine months pregnant to go and do a census. She experienced the cultural realities. There is no denying she would have been judged walking down the street. In that era, as an unwed mother, probably younger than the age of 15, there would have been judgment and cultural pressure in the community to be a certain thing. But she was aware of a greater reality 
the world of heaven changing her world, her inner world. Do you know this Christmas, God's highest priority for you is not to sing carols or to get the presents right or to be a good person at the table and not say the wrong thing, not to let your kids have too much sugar. No, no, no. God's highest priority for you this Christmas is to know heaven and that heaven would come on the inside of you. That is God's priority for you, that you would know at the core of your being, the part who you really are, the real person inside you, that it would come into contact this Christmas with an encounter with God Himself in the person of Jesus, that you would know His love this Christmas. C.S. Lewis, the same author that wrote the quote on the front of our building says, If I find in myself a desire which no experience in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that I was made for another world. Can I say to you this Christmas, you're living in this world with your feet firmly on the ground and you're dealing with all that comes with that. But actually, this world is just a blip on the horizon. You were made for another world. You were made to experience another world, not just when you die and go to heaven. You were made to experience heaven on earth today. And that is in the person of Jesus. One decision to allow His world, allow Him into your inner world can change everything for you. You will see the other worlds differently as you become aware of the realest world of all and that is the world in which the love of Jesus exists. It says, the Bible puts it like this in Ecclesiastes 3.11, He has put eternity in your heart. There is a deep sense in all of us that says, I know that there is more than what I'm seeing with my eyes this Christmas. I've cherished the stable, I've loved the music and the carols, but this cannot be all there is. There is something much deeper, something much realer. And God, can I just say, God has put that in you. The reaching, the longing. There is a heat-seeking missile on the inside of you that is looking for the love of God and until it connects with Him, because He's already looking for you, you will not be satisfied. You can live in this world with all its political and power realities, all its cultural pressures. But until the world of heaven comes on the inside of you in your inner world, you will always feel like there's a missing piece. You were made for another world this Christmas. In a moment, I wanna pray a prayer and it's very, very simple. The story of Christmas is not complex. The heavenly realities are full of awe and wonder and mystery. And may we never stop being in awe of those things. Not every mystery is to be solved. Some mysteries are to be held with a deep gratitude. Thank You, God, for the mystery of Your love. Thank You for the mystery of a virgin birth. Thank You, Holy Spirit, that You would empower and send Jesus to change the world from the inside out. Thank You, God, for the wonder and the awe of the insignificant stable, of the forgotten town, of the outcast people You use, so that I could experience experience the love of Jesus this Christmas. In a moment, I'm gonna pray a prayer. And many people in this room have prayed this prayer before and they have meant it from their heart, their inner world. And as they've prayed that prayer saying yes to the love of Jesus, He has come into their life and changed them from the inside out. God does care 
about the world of geopolitical power. He does care about culture and how it reflects Him. But do you know what He cares about most? That you personally encounter the love of Jesus because then no matter what goes on in those worlds, you will never be the same. Would you pray with me? And if you've never prayed this prayer before, um, would you pray it from your heart? We're all gonna pray it this morning. But if you pray it from your heart, if you, as you say these words, mean it, Jesus will touch you this morning. He will come into your life and you will never be the same. Heaven will meet your heart and heaven will come to earth. Why don't you close your eyes this morning as we pray? Dear Jesus, I believe in You. Come into my heart and be my Saviour. I receive Your forgiveness, love and complete acceptance. I am now set free from my past. I am a child of God. With every head bowed and every eye closed in this room, before we head out to Christmas lunch and have a brilliant time and experience the joy that God actually intended you to experience, I just want to take a moment to ask the question, did you say yes to Him for the first time this morning? Did you say yes to Him for the first time in a long time? Maybe for you, you know, you, the world of power and doom, the world of culture, maybe you've become distracted and it's removed you from knowing Him heart to heart. And this morning, this Christmas Day 2022, you wanna come back to Him, you wanna say yes to Him and you want that gap to be closed. You wanna know His love again. In a moment, I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand. I'm not gonna embarrass you. It's just gonna be a brief moment, but I do wanna pray a prayer of blessing over every single person in this room who prayed that prayer today. I wanna pray that you would know the love of God over your life, that this Christmas day would be different. So on the count of three, if you said yes to Him for the first time or the first time in a long time, would you just raise your hand long enough for me to see? One, two, three, you said yes to Him today. Thank you, mate, I see that hand. Is there anybody else this morning? And you're like, yeah, thank you, thank you. Is there any thank you? Is there any... Anyone else that needs to join these six or seven people that have said yes to Jesus this Christmas? Thank you, sweetheart. Is there anybody else today? And you are saying, yes, I want this Christmas to be different. I wanna know His love on the inside. Is there anyone here today? Lord Jesus, for every person that has responded today to Your love, I thank You that heaven has come on the inside of them, that You have met them right where they are. I thank You, I just declare Your love, Your peace, Your complete acceptance of them. You're washing things away. Remove burdens this Christmas, God, off their shoulders. I thank You that You change everything. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I just wanna pray. I really feel if you are burdened this Christmas, I wanna declare the peace of God over you. I just thank You, God, that Lord, Storms can rage, things can be happening. God, there can be complexity to life, but in You, there is peace. In You, there is life. And so over every person, God, every Horizon person and their guests, every person that has just joined us for the service today because they needed a place to be in Your presence. God, for every family member, we declare Your life, and Your peace today, God. Let us know the real world, God, Your world, the world of Your love. And thank You, God, as we do that, everything changes. In Jesus' Name, 
Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.